You're listening to a podcast, The Ellie Castro Show. I am Ellie Castro. And I'm Emeline Ramos. Let's talk about our recent trip to California. Amazing. Yeah, so we started off in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. I had never been to San Francisco, so all I knew is that I wanted to see the Golden Gate Bridge. Right, that's the thing to do when you go to San Francisco, right? Yeah, and the best way to see it is uh, by water. Right. So they have these ferries, and the best thing you can do is get on these ferries, right? Mm-hmm. Hope you don't get sick. <laughs> that was your strategy. I was scared, yes. You were like, vete tu para el frente, and uh, I'll stay in the inside. Right. Close to the garbage can. And I dreaded not having the Dramamine with me. Yeah, and you get the best view of the bridge. I got an amazing picture of the bridge from the water, right? Yeah, because our trips, you know, we enjoy them, but we like to capture them with like what we consider timeless photos. And you got our timeless photo for San Francisco that we from can the blow boat up, trip. right? And we can hang on the wall and so use yeah, as yeah. art in our apartment. That's right. That's right. So when I got it, it was perfect. And tell them about the seagulls that were like flying, like a foot from the boat. Literally, they were like flying a, right above our heads as the boat was taking off, and they were just like gliding. They looked like airplanes, like. Almost like they were waiting for people to feed them. I bet you people feed them. <laughs> so they're thinking, oh, aquí viene my gente. They're going to give us like bread or something. Right, right, right. But nobody was feeding them. So they just kept hovering like, you know, feed us because this is what normally happens with people on this boat. And we just kept looking at them like, oh, well, that's I so did, cool. Well, I did. Yeah, but you look too sick to really be impressed. <laughs> you know, you were like, I'm not trying to look up or I'm down. I'm not trying to make any sudden movements. I'm just trying to survive. Uh, we got our money's worth. We absolutely did. We got a really, really good picture. We got to see the Golden Gate Bridge from the water. Right. right? They, go, they go under the bridge and they go around. And, and it was a really, really, really cool experience. And we experienced Uber Pool. Which, oh, yeah. Which we had never done. I had never done Uber Pool. But in San Francisco, it's like a really common thing. Like it's really cheap and like an Uber X is a little bit too expensive. Right. So everybody was taking Uber Pool. So I was like, you know, let's try it. So we got in the car and at first it was just us. And then a few blocks later, she was like, oh, you don't mind. I'm going to stop here and pick up more people. And I didn't know that you had picked like Uber pool. And I'm like, wait a second. Who's coming in the car? (laughs) You're so you're so bougie. You're so spoiled. You're like, wait, why why, why are we picking people up? Why are we stopping? Is is this a a, a deed? A good deed? Are we trying to are we trying to do a good deed? What is it? You picking up your daughters or something? Or what's (laughs) going on? Is there an emergency in your family? (laughs) So we picked up uh, a young couple. Right. Um, he was from like Australia. She was from San Francisco. The point is that you had to socialize, and that's what we don't want to do. We don't want to do that. We we barely talk to ourselves in the <laughs> car. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we just we just want to chill. But now it's like a communal thing, and everybody's hey, where are you from? And where are you from? And what's your name? I and- don't want to answer those questions. I'm the type of person when I get into the Uber by myself, or even with just with you, like. Uber guy, don't talk to me. Like yeah. I don't want to talk to the Uber guy. Yeah, sometimes I have my headphones on with nothing playing. I just, I'm <laughs> just, just trying to pretend. tell him, you know, right? Like, you know, like I, I don't hear nothing. So, so don't even try it. You know what I mean? So the good thing was that the girl was from San Francisco. Our Uber driver was from San, from San Francisco, so they were able to like talk to each oh other, my God. and they took over the conversation, yeah, and like, I was super great. happy. Yes, sure. Oh my God, talk away, mm-hmm. right? But then they, we dropped them off, right? Because apparently we were going the the furthest. I guess away. we were going super far. And so I was like, all right, cool. We're back to having more room in the car because there was hardly any room. Yeah. And, and then, then we picked up two more girls. Right. And I'm like, come on. Is this going to keep happening the whole ride? That's when I started thinking, you know, I don't think I saved enough money. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> That's when you start thinking, Esto no vale la pena. this is like a bus, really. This is just a, basically a bus. You're picking up passengers. Yeah. Because then you got to reintroduce yourself yeah. and, and you got to learn about them. And I didn't really 
care that they were traveling nurses. That's what, yeah, yeah they were <laughs> traveling nurses. Yeah, whoopee. I don't tell everybody that I'm a doctor. It's on a need-to-know basis with me. <laughs> <laughs> In case of emergency. Right. That's it. Yeah, that's when I started thinking, I don't think we're saving enough money. Yes, that's what like while we were picking people up and dropping people off, I was thinking, you know what? Uh, maybe we should pay a little more. You know what I mean? I started to value our privacy and our exclusivity a little bit more. You know what I mean? Next time, do not do Uber or whatever. Pool. Uber pool. We're yeah. not doing that next time. It should time. just be like Uber bus. Just, we did it once and that's it. Yeah, Uber pool is just a fancy name for Uber bus because you're just you know driving all over the city picking people up. And then, oh, oh, we forgot Ellie and Emily. Let's drop them off. Yeah. So usually when you go on vacation, you like to uh, try new things, right? Yes. That's usually everybody's motto. Let's try something different. Try something new. Vacation should be a time for trying something new. Yes. And you definitely try something new. You actually tried eating your most expensive meal. Oh, I didn't yeah. try. I succeeded at that. <laughs> that was a, that was not an attempt. That was a success. That was, um, I came to eat and uh, I did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So tell everybody about the most expensive meal you ever ate. Um, so we started off with appetizers, and of course, I'm a big seafood person, and we went to Salsalito, California, yeah. and, which is right by the, the bay, mm-hmm. and I ordered shrimp with mussels right. as our appetizer. And that, that could have been like a whole dish. My dinner, I know. Yeah. Of course, you don't eat mussels. Nope. I basically ate all the mussels. And half the shrimp. And maybe half of the shrimp, yeah. Uh-huh. And then I ordered a filet mignon, mm. but I couldn't just... I couldn't just stick with just the filet. I had to have more not. seafood. Of course. So I said, well, I guess they're known for their crab. Mm-hmm. And so I ordered half a crab. A I half. almost ordered the whole crab. Think Well, half looked like a whole crab. Little, so I, I can't know. Even imagine. It was humongous. So I ordered filet mignon with half a crab. So basically, it looked like you ordered three dishes. Because <laughs> when they kept bringing the food, I'm like, is somebody joining us? And they were like, no, no. And they kept pointing at you and you just smiled away. Yeah. And what did you have? I don't even remember. I was so busy looking at what you were eating that I, I honestly don't remember what I ate. It was probably a sandwich. So, yeah, you had like a chicken sandwich. I had like a male, like a guy's meal. And you had what would be considered a typical like female meal. Like you had like a chicken sandwich with a little bit of like veggies and potatoes. A female meal. Yeah, like a girl meal. A girl meal. So I was the girl that night. And I was the guy because yeah. I had the steak and crab and shrimp and mussels yeah and it's true because in the waiter when the waiter would bring the food right he would mm-hmm. bring like your plate and he would put them in, <laughs> he would put them in front of me and then he would try to put like the chicken sandwich in front of you would be like no nah, no nah, sorry sorry she's the guy tonight i'm the girl <laughs> um, just give me give me my chicken sandwich and salad <laughs> yeah. while we were in san francisco i decided to go running Yes. Yeah, to go for a nice uh, morning jog. Now, it was not to run off all the fat from all the food I ate. It was to run off all the stress from all the money I had paid uh, <laughs> for that world's most expensive meal. And I didn't, I guess I didn't appreciate how hilly San Francisco is. Really? I, I didn't know. I just, I didn't appreciate how steep the hills are in San Francisco. Well, especially where you're going to go running and you're not from there. You don't know what to expect. I just thought, I'll go out for a 20-minute jog. Let me tell you something. As soon as I turned the corner of where we were staying, that hill was so steep. It, I mean, I can't even describe it. I was running and I was looking down at my feet just to make sure I was still moving. <laughs> it felt like I was on a treadmill. And wow. I, was, I was just in, in one place. 
I probably could have walked faster than I was jogging uphill. Yeah, I could have gone on a walk with you and probably been at the same pace. Yeah, I just, yeah, I would have looked like, you know, I was exerting all this energy <laughs> and you just would have been cruising uphill. It was so steep and it was hill after hill after hill. It was demoralizing. And you think that eventually you'll get, you know, straight, flat roads, but the majority of the roads and the streets are on hills. And they are, he's not kidding, they are very, very steep. They were so steep, the sidewalks on these hills had steps. Yeah, they make steps. Which I had never seen. Like the sidewalks are basically steps going from like one street to the next. So I'm trying to run up the street and people are taking steps <laughs> while I, and they're going faster than I am. Then you can you imagine like if you go gro- like if you live in San Francisco and you go grocery shopping and you have to park the car far and you have to walk with like grocery bags or just like a stroller or kids like can you imagine that? No. That no, no, would I can't. be horrific. No, because I, I, I'm telling you, I, I was about three and a half minutes into my jog and I regretted uh, taking you on vacation. <laughs> I regretted the idea of coming to California. I was filled with so much regret and I had only ran three and a half minutes. <laughs> and it was bad because on the way down, you think, oh, going downhill is easy. Going downhill, if it's really steep, hurts more mm-hmm. than running uphill. Because your body just wants to like launch itself forward. Right, you have that like natural momentum to go forward, but your body is resisting against that like gravity and momentum to move forward. So it's like a tira, tira hala, you know. Right, you just want to roll like a rock wood down a hill and you're just like with every step you're stopping yourself. So I was so sore and beat up and all I had run was like 10 minutes. I still am proud of you for doing that because... Obviously, I'm not a runner. Everybody knows that. Obviously, I'm not a runner because people were looking at me while I was running like, what is he doing? (laughs) It looked like I was not from there and I was trying to run like I was from there. I'm still very proud of you for doing it. Before we left San Francisco, we tried something we had never tried before, right? In the spirit of trying new things, we rented electric bikes. Yeah, well, when we went to the sporting store, I looked at the bikes and I was like, okay, we'll get bikes. We'll get the cheapest one. You know, it's just going to be a couple hours. And you come back and you're like, okay, so we're getting the electric bikes and we're getting it for the whole day. Yeah, because I learned from jogging, you know, the hills of San Francisco that if I could barely jog uphill, I ain't riding no bicycle uphill. So they had the option for electric bike. And I'm like, really? <laughs> How is that an option? That should be mandatory. It should be standard. Mandatory. You know what I mean? So I was like, I'm done. So we got two electric bikes, which we had never ridden before. And electric bikes uh, are basically almost like assisted pedaling. I actually thought it would be like a moped. I really did. (laughs) I thought you could press a button and like there would be an electrical motor and then you would just like glide Glide. or, or like climb and not have to pedal. But an electric bike, I have no idea how it works mechanically, but it's almost like um, it's almost like a boost. Like it eases the pedals in some weird way. You have to still pedal, but it requires much less effort. Does that make sense? Right. Yes. So there, there's settings. So it goes from like eco to like uh, tour, boost, tour, sport, sport, and turbo. So if you have it like on turbo, you're barely rotating the pedals, and you are going. The bike is doing the work for you, essentially. The bike is doing most of the work. Yeah, yeah. So I I loved it. That helps you get up the hills because there was no way we were ever going to make it up those hills. Listen, you know how when you're going uphill on a bike, you have to like get up from your seat, 
right? You have to like pedal standing up. You never have to do that with a with this bike. No. With an electric bike, you stay sitting down. Now imagine a really steep hill and you're on your bike sitting down and, and you're just cruising. Pedaling como si And we were passing like professional bicyclists <laughs> who were huffing and puffing, right? Like, and they were standing up and just driving the pedals down to like just a climb. And we were, mira, bien suavecito with a, with a bike belt and everything. We were gliding up the mountain. <laughs> suavecito. And I'd look over like, you okay? I, I felt bad because it almost felt like I was cheating. We were cheating. It was like... <laughs> Pero I don't care. <laughs> but, but we were smiling in a big electric bike just passing them. And they'd be in these like pro mountain bike cyclists like Lance Armstrong kind of bikes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they'd be pulling and pushing. And we would just, mira, Hello. I remember when we got to like our little town where we stopped and we would see normal people with normal bikes and we were like, they're never going to make it up that hill. They made it down the hill and that's because it's easy going down the hill on a regular bike. Oh, on a regular bike, you're like, oh, this is easy. But there's no way they were ever going to make it up the hill back to San Francisco on a regular bike. No, you're walking. <laughs> well, when you got an electric bike, you're cruising. It was the best thing ever. Those are the kind of things that you start thinking, uh, why would I ever buy a non-electric bike? <laughs> You know what I mean? I mean, they look bulky. They're very heavy. Yeah. But, oh, my God. Even You don't even have to be going on a hill to appreciate it. You could just be on flat ground. And you put that, that sucker up on turbo, and you're barely rotating the pedals. And I'm going, like, super fast. So it's like, oh, my God, electric bike. Whoever invented it, thank you. Thank you. It's the only way to get around San Francisco. So we went from San Francisco to L.A., Right? We drove down there. Well, you drove. That's correct. You don't like driving. No. You like critiquing my driving. Oh, uh, well, it, it's not to be critiqued because you already know how I feel about your driving. I basically just close my eyes and hope for the best. But I get us there. Yes, you do. And we stayed at a really interesting place in L.A. The Airbnb in L.A. was a trailer on the side of a canyon. So it was in Runyon Canyon State Park. Yeah, it was an RV. Yeah, it was an RV inside of the state park. And it's an old RV on the side of the canyon. And it is amazing. It has the best view of L.A. Yeah, because you can see the whole city. It looks like when we got to the porch and we looked out, it looked like a metropolis. Like L.A. looked humongous. It was was such a a great view. And it was a tiny RV, right? It just had uh, a little living uh, living room. Mm -hmm. It had a tiny kitchen. It had a tiny bedroom. Mm -hmm. And the bathroom... (laughs) So, yeah, so the okay, the best so, part was the bathroom. Yeah. So the shower uh, had the toilet or, or, or the toilet had the shower or the, or the toilet had the shower. The point is, it was in the same space. So if you were in the toilet, you were technically standing in the shower. Does yes. that make sense? Yes. And if you were in the shower, you could sit on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> it's an RV. It's an RV. What, what else so do you So if want? you were using the bathroom, you didn't pull the curtain. But if you were taking a shower, you would pull the curtain. That was kind of the difference. It was all the same space. And if you wanted to wash your hands, you'd have to use the kitchen sink. Or brush your teeth. In the Ch- kitchen, kitchen sink. sink yeah. yeah. I know it sounds uh, like crude and rudimentary, but it really wasn't. It was a fancy little RV. It was very nice. And apparently it's been in some like movies or commercials. Yeah, it's been in movies and photo shoots, different photo shoots. Now, the bad part was that it was in a state park, so it was right next to the trail. So people apparently, right, love this trail. Early in the morning, there are people walking their dogs. And apparently famous people come there to walk their dogs. But we didn't see any famous we people. We didn't see any famous people. Uh, we just saw a lot of loud people mm-hmm. who uh, felt the need to talk. 
while they walked. So essentially, they were walking right by our window. Like we could see them. We could see their shadows as they passed by the window. And of the hear trailer. them. Hear their conversations. Uh, they were talking about their kids or their husbands or their dogs. And you're like, oh, my God. Some of them would just be blasting music. Right. But we did get to walk that trail. We did. And it was amazing. So you don't even think of L.A. as having a lot of these canyons and state parks and hiking trails. But there's a lot of greenery and, uh, and, and hiking trails in L.A. I was completely surprised by how mountainous and how hilly it is also. And that canyon was just amazing. And to be able to walk it, go up and down um, the canyon and see other people, it was just it was a really good experience. It didn't help, though, that the first sign you saw upon entering the state park said, you know, welcome to Runyon, you know, Canyon. Yeah. And then it said, caution. Beware of rattlesnakes. Yeah, I had never seen that <laughs> sign. You know what I mean? I, I had never come across a sign like that. You know, actual rattlesnakes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, apparently. Well, if they put a sign, that means there's got to be enough. There's got to be enough rattlesnakes where they're like, you know what? That's a lot. Maybe we should put up a sign. I was afraid there was going to be like mountain lions or something, but a rattlesnake is pretty scary too. Yeah, no, thank God we didn't see that sign because I would have <laughs> been like, that's enough. Rattlesnakes, mountain lions, that's enough. We're done. We even made it out to the Dodger game. Yeah, on Friday night we made the San Francisco Giants versus the LA Dodgers game. Yeah, but the game was not as important as what happened before the game. So I researched the best way to go to Dodger Stadium is to drive and like park outside of the stadium and walk in. Right. right? So I found the street, right? We parked, but I really needed to go to the bathroom because I had drank a lot of water. Right. Right. So I had like that pain, you know, like that, 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 that water pain where it kind of hurts. So as soon as I parked, I saw there was like shrubbery. Right. Side of a mountain. Side of a mountain. Right. Shrubbery. Uh-huh. Right? Lots of shrubbery. So I kind of went up a little bit and I kind of hid and I'm going to the bathroom and there was a coyote coming down. There was a coyote coming down the side of the mountain headed right towards you. But I didn't know where you were. Uh-huh. And I was keeping an eye on the coyote and I'm like, but why is this guy taking so long? Hurry up and come out. Hurry up and come out. Because he was up high and then he started, you know, making his way down. And I'm like, oh, my God. Now, I came across the street once I'm done. I have no idea how close I came to dying, right? And I see this look on your face, and I'm like, what is it? And you tell me about the coyote, and I go, but why didn't you warn me a lot sooner? You said, quote, oh, I saw him late in the game, end quote. (laughs) What game is this? I don't understand. This is my life we're talking about. You're talking about I saw him late in the game. Explain to me what this this game is about. It was, I guess I saw him late in the process of you using the bathroom on the side of the road. You mean late in the process of him hunting me down. Is that what you're saying? Maybe. Because you were like, oh, I was just checking out to see, you know, what he was going to do. I, I would have signaled you if he would have been, if he would have gotten closer. How would you have signaled me? By the way, he was already getting closer, bro. How, how would you have signaled me? I, you know what? I completely, I, it was a, uh, almost like a semi-panic mode that I went into mm-hmm. and I didn't I didn't know what to do I probably would have frozen and been like oh my god how, I probably would have screamed your name 
-hmm. No, I think you had already frozen. I, I don't think you yeah. probably would have frozen because you didn't say anything. <laughs> you didn't do anything. Ideally, I should have picked up my phone and texted you. <laughs> text me, really. That's how much of an emergency it was. I called you. I'm just going to type this message. Mira, saying, there's a coyote coming your way. Yeah. That's what I should have texted you. You probably would have had the emoji for it and everything. <gasps> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. That's how much of an emergency. <laughs> Why were you I was keeping my eyes on the coyote coming down the side of the mountain. What would that have done? Alerted me as to how dire alerted, the situation alerted was. Alerted you. You needed to alert me. I don't understand. Why is this about you? I was in danger and you were just keeping an eye on the coyote. kind of just sitting back like, what is taking him so long? Can he hurry up and come back? Oh, oh, there's a coyote. Let me go get him. Instead, you were like, oh, there's a coyote. Let me keep an eye on the coyote. So when the paramedics arrive, I can, I don't know, tell Describe them, them exactly what happened. Oh, I know exactly what happened, sir, because I was keeping an eye on the coyote. So he came down and he attacked my boyfriend. Who it's a good thing I didn't move from here because I could see the whole thing from right here. <laughs> if my favorite part of this uh, trip was riding around in the electric bikes, your favorite part of this trip had to be taking the walking, talking taco tour in L.A. That was a surprise that you had for me. Because um, on Saturday, we did a walking tour of the Walk of Fame. And then after that, you were like, well, we have another tour coming up. But you didn't tell me what it was about. And when we got to the location where we we're going to meet people, you let the guide say what it was. And I was ecstatic. And I gave you this big hug and kiss. And that's how I know that you love me because you took me on a walking taco tour. <laughs> and, and why is that a big deal? Because I love tacos. No, you more than love tacos. I heart tacos. <laughs> yeah, this is this is a serious, serious thing with you. Tacos in L.A., come on. like. See, for me, I just don't see the big deal. For me, tacos are like Taco Bell. I don't, I don't like the whole, you know, the whole taco flat thing. I like my tacos to already be like curved. Does no, that make sense? No, yeah, I guess, but not I for like, me. I, I like, like real tacos. I like the nice heart. Those are real tacos. I like the hard shell, and I like the 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 Taco Bell meat and the and the lettuce. That to me, so you were like, oh, I love tacos, and I'm like, okay, so she likes Taco Bell. You know, like that to me are tacos. No. And then you introduced me to like these other kind of tacos. And I'm like, eh, eh, I guess. <laughs> so we went to four spots. Our guide was very knowledgeable on the history of tacos. Um, he, four spots. By the way, Taco Bell would have been one stop. Uh, at the first stop, we had an option of carne asada or chicken with mole. We both picked carne asada. I don't like mole. Um, our second spot was a seafood place where we had a fish taco. You don't like fish, so you had shrimp. I had a shrimp taco. Yeah. But that that place was fun because we got to dress our taco the way we wanted it with whatever toppings but we wanted. But they're so small. They're like little appetizers. I bet it was delicious. So fresh. Um, our third spot was carnitas. Oh, I love carnitas. That was that, delicious. What does that mean, by the way? Like It's almost like a pulled pork type of um, Okay, so it's like meat. pulled pork. Yeah. Okay. Delicious. Did I have that? Yes, you had the carnita. Oh, you had like the super duper carnitas with the um, infused like peppers and onions one. Sure. Um, then we put a little bit too much hot sauce on that one and we were like dying. Well, because it was green and I saw you pour the green sauce. So I thought the green, isn't the green usually the mild? Normally the green is the mild, but this was like in those Tabasco sauces. I didn't know. So I poured a whole bunch of the green and my lips felt like <laughs> they were coming apart. You know what I mean? Like it felt like somebody had taken like a knife and a fork together and just scrape them off. And then our last location was a fusion place. Like, mm -hmm. I think it was like Asian fusion tacos. 
where we had the option of Korean barbecue or a chicken. And you had the Korean barbecue and I had the chicken. Mm-hmm. And that place was amazing. So much so that we wanted more tacos after the tour was over. But there was like a 30-minute wait for tacos. No vale la pena. It wasn't all that. <laughs> but I absolutely loved it. It just First, it just shows how much detail you put into planning our trips and how much you care about me and my obsession of tacos. So you honestly would have been offended if we had just gotten a Taco Bell? Yeah. Taco Bell in L.A. is probably like really good. I doubt it. Taco Bell is Taco Bell. Yo quiero Taco Bell. And we finished off our trip. We finished off L.A. by going to see Oso Madly. Yeah. That was the first time I'd ever seen Oso Madly. I had never seen them either. And they were as good as I thought they'd be. I mean, this place, first of all, this place was amazing. This this place had room for a stage, Mm -hmm. had a bar, tables, and had a bowling alley. Right next to the stage. Right. So as soon as they started, obviously, they closed the bowling alley down and everything. But people were bowling before the band came on. Right. And also, Mali, I mean, it was like, I don't know what to tell you. It was great because it was a small, intimate gathering. So it, it didn't have that big concert feel. It just felt like you were in your room. In your sala, like it did, it did. It listening felt, to Osmali. Yeah. It felt like a house party. Yeah. Yeah, but a really loud house party. And those guys are so talented. I mean, I think uh, two of the guys played multiple instruments. Yeah. I mean, it would play it was ridiculous like how talented they were. Two or three instruments, and they would just rotate between instruments, and their energy was incredible. I mean, there must have been what do you say, a hundred people there? Uh, anywhere between 100, 150 maybe. And they performed like we were inside a stadium. Yeah, their energy was insane. And I, I had never seen them live, but I definitely was would love to see them again. They were like out of this world, kind of just like jumping around. Yeah, but I don't know if I would see him again at that place because I saw something I had never seen before. Like, people brought kids. Oh, yeah, there were kids at the concert. This was a Saturday night, like late, and they were like little kids, like six, eight years old, ten years old. Yeah, in that like, felt a little weird. In the dance floor, and like their their parents are drinking beer, and they're like they're like in the front row. Yeah, the two girls like pushed the little girls up to the front, and then kind of stayed back, and they partied while the two girls were like, I'm like, why, just at the front of the why stage. Why am I in a concert with little kids? <laughs> I'm in a rock concert with little kids. Does that make any sense? No, I really didn't. I I at first I was like. Well, maybe they'll leave like before the concert starts or at a certain time because there's a bar. So usually when there's a bar, they don't allow kids. They don't allow kids under, under 21. But no, these kids were like running around, like acting like little kids. And I'm like, Pérate, we're here for a concert for adults. Yeah, so we left and we called DCF. That is it, podcast, the Ellie Castro Show. I am Ellie Castro. And I'm Emeline Ramos. For more information on my shows, mi gente, you can go to elliecastro.com. And on social media, you can find me under Ellie Castro Comedy. Remember, mi gente, life is so much better when you're laughing. Hasta la próxima. <laughs>